This is Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 108th Church Mag Podcast. When we do focus on what we're great at, then we're going to be successful. Maybe it isn't really about creative limitations as much as us being intentional and focused in what we do. I think that limitations can make things better. This week's episode is brought to you by Rethinking Your Church Website Strategy. This ebook from Jonathan Malm covers what information you need on your church website, how to help your guests find what they need, and user experience information. All these principles are applied to a real-life church website so you can follow along. Get ready to change the way you think about your church website. Get ready to make something completely unique and completely effective for your church. Get your copy today from Church Mag Press at churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. On this week's episode, we talk about limitations, working within them, and how they can actually help you be more awesome. If you would like to ask a question or plug into this week's conversation, use the Church Mag podcast hashtag CMAGcast or visit our website at churchmag forward slash podcast and send us an email. Now, let the fun begin. All right, guys, here we go. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. I just sprung a topic on Jeremy and Phil literally five seconds ago. Not five seconds from when you're when you're listening to this, because this isn't live, but like five seconds since I started recording. I sprung a topic idea on them. And that is creative limitations or limitations that spur on creativity or I don't know it's clearly a working title since I just made it up a few seconds ago um, basically this morning as I was working on the uh, church Meg press redesign before we before we started recording this afternoon my afternoon but crack a dawn for these guys I was I was running into an issue with the theme and I thought well I have I have two options here either I can spend hours and hours trying to get this to work exactly how I want and maybe to no avail and spend a lot of hours, okay? Or I can work within the limitations of what's being presented to me and make it work to the best that it needs to for for what I need it to do, right? Design-wise. And it got me thinking about us being creative with our limitations. And I know that as church tech guys, some of us, myself included, can sometimes be very, very rigid and we're not, we get something stuck in our mind and we don't want to do it any other way. But it really behooves us to really start thinking creatively when we're faced with limitations. And those limitations are not always, always in regards to technology, but sometimes things like budget, volunteers, etc. There's the setup. Somebody can jump I, in. Was <laughs> it that bad? Is it not going to work? I just didn't know. I just didn't know where to go next. No, it's fine. I don't know. Go anywhere. I think maybe one limitation is being given three minutes notice before you should do something. Okay, I did not give you three minutes. Okay, <laughs> oh, Jeremy, I gave you hey, three you seconds. On. No, that's a good point, Ooh, though, Jeremy. That that's totally, totally, I, I totally agree. I mean, it, it has direct church tech applications. I mean, there was an article. I don't remember who posted the article. I think it was on Church Marketing Sucks about how a pastor really finds his groove where people finally leave, but typically people finally leave on Thursday. And so when he needs sermon graphics, it's early. I'm not coming back to do that for you because you took too long and you weren't organized. So whose limitation is that in that example? The limitation of, of time, the limitation of staff, what would you say? If we don't have those, if we don't have that ability to have other people be organized within our system, don't expect us to change the world. I mean, it could be a million different 
limitations in that process, but I think it's specific for you. What is that limitation? It sounds like at least with that scenario, the limitation is with the pastor and communication and he needs to figure out his expectations and he needs to be leading well. And so that limitation is what's holding the entire service back. And it's on the pastor in that point to say, I am okay without having a sermon slide and everything else that goes with it. If I am not willing to make the efforts to make sure that I have all that taken care of before you leave for your, your weekend, because his weekend is Friday to Saturday because Sunday he's working yet. He expects the creative director to have everything done by that time. In, in a culture where, Everything, everyone wants everything and everyone feels like they need to have stuff supersized or, you know, all the trimmings or we don't want to miss out. Maybe the, even maybe that's it, too. We, we, we feel like we don't want to miss out or we don't want to do something wrong. I'm not sure what exactly the dynamic is culturally, but I think that that all churches feel that in, in regards to, you know, technology or presentation, like, you know, we have to have a bulletin, we have to have slides, ooh, we, we need to make sure that we have a movie clip in the sermon illustration, oh, we need to be streaming, oh, we need this, oh, we need that, and, you know, we don't always have... We have to face that we have limitations, whether it be volunteers, whether it be money, you know, whatever it may be, we need to, we need to make sure that we, we are working within those limitations and we just need to be creative to maximize, uh, the, the, the resources that we have. Well, I think, I think that limitations can make things better. If you have too broad a field to work in, you're going to get, you're not going to produce anything, you know? Um, you know, uh, I forget how it's said, but sometimes when you try to, um, go as broad as possible, you end up, you end up appealing to no one and nothing, no, nothing. If you embrace limitations, you can limit yourself and produce what might be more of a, a niche, um, item, but you can produce something that's, has greater uh, depth within, the, within that niche. I kind of wrote about this um, a while back on the blog, and I used this quote. It's a quote from Jack White, but I got it from um, from Austin Kleon's, uh, you know, Still Like an Artist, great book. And the quote is, telling yourself you have all the time in the world, all the money in the world, all the colors in the palette, anything you want, that just kills creativity. And if you think about it, you know, um, the great artists, let's, let's, let's look at, like, painter as artist for now the great artists of the past you know centuries all have their preferred mediums you know so like impressionists would use pastels or lighter colors like i mean van gogh would use darker colors because van gogh was depressed but you would they all had their you know their expressed mediums and if you would change mediums over time but it all work with a particular medium because it's better to master within limitations than to amateur at everything and I think that churches are continually trying to remove the limitations imposed upon them by budget or by size or by experience. And sometimes it's better to work within limitations and grow deeper and then let lateral growth uh, occur naturally as you master things horizontally. Um, I, I think that that's, that's it's biblical in some ways because God gives us limitations. You know, we are finite beings and he limits us and we need to learn to love those limits and grow within them. 
you know, this is a huge issue for me in the sense of what do I want to do next? Well, I have a billion and a half ideas. So where does my brain want to go today? And so I try to start solving A, B, C, and D at the same time. And then I don't actually ever accomplish anything. I mean, it's it's the whole Baskin Robbins mentality. They did a study with Baskin Robbins with 31 flavors and decided that was too many options for someone that they would rather just not get anything is they're not sure which one they want to pick and people would actually leave the store because they didn't know what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Missing out on sales that way. Wow. And, and, you know, in software, we often call it, we call it bloat because the, the software has so there's like this fine balance where it hits a certain threshold of features and you're like, well, that's just bloat. And then what, what think about this guys, what kills, um, uh, a software update more than anything else, adding new unwanted features and removing old, you know, valued features. So it's better to, to master the things you have and be the best at those things than to, um, sacrifice quality, you know, you know, hor- you know vertical quality in order to in- increase your, your horizontal options. So like if we would apply this concept to a church tech team, instead of, instead of maybe trying to add, um, streaming, okay. Or maybe, um, updating the whole church website. Maybe the first thing to do would be to, uh, instead of starting to do streaming, work on the number of volunteers you have and master that first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think like for one and or, or master the technological things where you do, if you don't add streaming, if your podcast is only getting updated once a month, you know, um, don't try and do video announcements. If your you know, church website is in complete disarray and not mobile friendly or, or, or the, or the information on it is outdated. Why do a redesign if, yes. if, yeah. if it's not even updated? Cause, cause that's some right. of the stuff that you found in your, in your studies, right? Jeremy, when you studied lots of church websites. Yeah. I think that whenever you look at what a church website could have and should have, there's every church has a variety of things, but I don't know if, very many people are thinking about why they use their church websites. And so at least in the sense of creativity, going from it from your own standpoint is going to make that inconsistency even worse as opposed to realizing why you're using it. I think that happens in church technology all the time, especially with the communication aspect, but just understanding that your church website is going to say one thing, your social media is going to say something else. And a lot of times the actual information that needs to be presented isn't on either medium. So, so maybe it isn't really about creative limitations as much as us being intentional and focused in what we do. I think that that for me is absolutely a creative limitation. If I don't, if I'm not given a directive in this process, if I do not know the end game, then I'm kind of like a, I don't know a better example to say this wild stallion. <laughs> I, no, I Eric, if you don't, if you don't just cut that in there from that movie, you have let us all down, sir. I, I feel like I'm, I don't know a better example of this, but a wild stallion in the sense that um, I'm just going to run and I'm going to keep running without any purpose. And I'm going to run really, really hard. And then I'm going to be exhausted and I'm going to take a nap, but I don't have any direction. And so I'm being creative all over the place, but for no avail, for no purpose. And I think that's a huge problem for me in this process of creativity. If I don't, if I'm not given that instruction by the leadership, then I'm not going to succeed. Yeah, perhaps a better example would be a chicken with its, with its head cut off. Um, <laughs> but, but a chicken with its, 
<laughs> well, it's all, it's all activity with no with no thought. It's it's all on the farm, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy and I are just channeling in the old west today. Well, actually, you're in, you're in Colorado, so that, that's that's definitely wild horse territory. Can we just pause? That giant demon horse at Denver International, that thing is creepy, right? Did you know that it, it supposedly killed its um, creator? It fell on top of him? No. That's the rumor. Yeah. It really is haunted, then, isn't it? Oh, say. man. <laughs> it really is that mean. Next episode, we're going to dig into this. <laughs> we're going to go all serial on, on this on this topic next week. But hey, I think I think calling it creative limitations is is okay because it we're talking about creative people, but it's really just accepting your human limitations. You can't do everything all the time. You can't be. And Paul says, "I'll be all things to all people." He was talking about it in a very limited sense. Honestly, he was talking about you know cultural religious concepts. He wasn't going to try and literally be a different person for everybody. He was just like, you know, when I'm around Gentiles, I'll just follow Gentile customs, and when I'm around Jews. I'll follow Jewish customs. It was, it's pretty. He wasn't really saying I'm going to be 31 flavors, you know. So I think we we we, we do ourselves in the gospel uh, in injury when we don't realize that we have limitations for a reason. Beyond that, I think that as another example, let's leave the church tech team alone for a minute. Let's look at other church creatives, worship team. Before you try and start writing your own songs, ask yourself this: Do we practice other people's songs often enough? If you're practicing just once a month or the, you know, the 15 minute little, little fiddling around time, little, little plunking around on the keys before church starts and you want to write your own music, I don't think so, fellas. You need to make sure that you are putting in the proper time to, you know, prepare and to practice, um, on the easiest stuff before you try to get into the more challenging thing of writing your own music. How much do you think that we use? the declaration of limitations um, to say no to things or um, as, as an excuse not to, um, to, to to do something new or maybe focus on or maybe I, I don't know what I'm trying to communicate here as much as that I understand that not everyone looks at this negatively but I know that, that there are teams out there and there are people that feel kind of down in the mouth about well we can't we can't. And there's so much focus on what we can't do. And we, we, it's so easy to forget about what we can do. It almost becomes an excuse to be lazy to not excel at what we can do. Is that, is that too harsh? Am I wrong about that? What do you think? No, I, I, I see well, that. I would actually disagree. I think that we don't do it enough because when we do focus on what we're great at, then we're going to be successful of, Hey, can you edit this Photoshop file? How many people in the church that have some kind of basic knowledge of technology would be asked that by their pastor? And then they would say yes. And so I would say that actually, I would love to hear people say no so much more because it's not from their specific process. You turned that around faster than I thought you were, Jeremy. I was going to agree with Eric and then later on counter him with that with that same thought. <laughs> but I think it goes both ways. I think there are people who are like, well, because I can't do this, I won't do anything. You know, like, like I really want to do this project, but I know I need to finish the other project first, so I won't do either. And that's, that happens to me a lot. I'll get this like this, this kind of weird paralysis. Like I want to go on and like I've, I've got some ideas for my for my book I'm working on, and I really wanted to spend all day yesterday working on that. But I knew I needed to prepare some stuff for the next school year while I was thinking about it. While I was fresh in my mind, so I'm sitting there at my desk and I am just pouring through creating, you know, creating new tests, you know, rearranging, you know, getting printouts ready for the next year so they can be copied at the copy center over the summer. And the whole time it's just killing me that I can't do the thing I want to do. Because I'm doing the thing I know I need to do. And that, that's, that's, 
We do need more of that, Eric. But Jeremy, you're totally right. And especially in the church field, people just take on things and they get buried and they get burnt out. I, I had a conversation Wednesday. My church I mentioned before is doing stuff with, with foster care. And I was talking to him when he's in charge and asking some questions. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't know any of this stuff. I have just intentionally tried to not be involved because I just, I said it like this. I just cannot care about this. I don't have the emotional bandwidth to care about any more things. So I am just, I, I'm going to pray for you guys and support you guys, but I am not going to care because if I, if I have to output any more emotional investment in anything, I'm going to be a puddle of just weeping in the corner. You know, I just, I'll lose myself. And she laughed and, I, and she's like, I totally get it. She's just, cause she's so invested in this. She can't invest in anything else. So it's, it's knowing your human limitations and being creative within them. Yeah, I, I think I think bo- both point and counterpoint that you guys have talked about really just varies on person to person, team to team. You know, it's not all one or all the other. I mean, you can't just generally say all church tech teams or all worship teams or whatever are this way or that way. It varies from church to church. Some some do better than others. You know, I mean, it, it ebbs and flows. But I, I think I think really looking at the whole thing honestly at the entire spectrum right those that use it as an excuse or those that need to say no more and being able to to take that spectrum look at your own your own situation your own self your own team and be able to say you know where are we on that spectrum are we in a healthy in a healthy place or do we need to move this way or do we need to move that way if you have a question, comment, or suggestion, visit the Church Mag podcast page on Church Mag. That's churchm.ag forward slash podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, send us a question, or listen and search for previous episodes. All that right there, Church Mag forward slash podcast. Until next week. Hi guys, Wild Warrow Whispering. We're in the ASMR part of the podcast. So right now, I want you to do close your eyes and go to your happy place and just listen carefully. And I'm just going to guide you through this audio experience. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Buzzsprout.com.